and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and in this next series, we are focusing on getting to know Jesus through the witness of Matthew, the former tax collector, whom Jesus called to help spread the good news of salvation. We need to trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dive in. Matthew 22. Every human being is immortal. Where you spend eternity is your choice. God invites everyone to join him in paradise, heaven, for eternity. However, only a few actually make it in. Why is this? We all get an equal chance. God's good news of forgiveness and salvation is for the whole world. Yet some people choose to reject it. Others believe what their parents or their culture have taught them all their lives. Even others think they can do it all themselves, that they don't need help at all. Here in Matthew chapter 22, Jesus faces his main opponents, the Pharisees, who are the Jewish temple leaders, the Herodians, pro-Roman followers of King Herod, and the Sadducees, Jewish elites who didn't believe in the resurrection. Let's see how Jesus responds. Let's dig in. We're in Matthew chapter 22. Jesus also told them other parables, he said. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, the feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way. One to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers, insulted them and killed them. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he sent, said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready and the guests I invited are unworthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guest, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That, my friends, is hell. For many are called, but few are chosen. What's going on here? Clothing represents being righteous. That is the right standing before God. If you're dressed appropriately, that meant you were in good standing with God, being right with God. As Isaiah told us in Isaiah 64, verse 6, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. 
God invites everyone and pays for our heavenly attire. This guy wanted it his own way, self-righteousness. You do all the work and stay clean, but how clean is good enough or is clean enough? He wants to join the party, but in his own terms, it doesn't work that way. Reject Jesus' forgiveness and reject his kingdom with it. Many are invited. In fact, the whole world is invited, but not everyone will get in. Going on. Taxes for Caesar. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to meet with them. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used for the tax. When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well, then he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. His reply amazed them and they went away. I just love how Jesus always put these know-it-all puts these know-it-alls in their place. He always has a wise and truthful response to their testing question. What's great is that God's wisdom is ours for the asking. Continuing. Discussion about resurrection. Verse 23. That same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on his, the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children, so his brother married the widow. But the second brother also died and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, Whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astounded by his teaching. I am, he is. These know-it-alls did not know the scriptures, the word of God understand the power of God. Get that marriage is an earthly union only. Understand that God is a living God and get that we are eternal beings with an eternal God. Though our bodies will one day die an earthly death, we will be resurrected at the rapture or at the end of the tribulation. Where you end up is up to you, heaven or hell. And I highly recommend you click on over to my blog because I've got articles to dig deeper on each of these 
subjects here, the rapture, the tribulation, heaven and hell. The most important commandment, verse 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So Jesus here simplified the Ten Commandments into two. Love God with all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. However, you have to love yourself first before you can love your neighbor. And God created you in his image and God doesn't create junk. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be doing a couple of podcasts, a short series on the Ten Commandments in a little while. So subscribe so you don't miss out. Whose son is the Messiah? Finishing off verse 41. Then surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they replied, he is the son of David. Jesus responded, then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. That's Psalm 110.1. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one could answer him. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So Jesus is a descendant of David by blood through Mary and by lineage adopted by Joseph. These are explained in the genea by the genealogies in Matthew 1 and Luke 3. And I've got links to those studies that I've done in my blog. Furthermore, he is the son of God conceived by the Holy Spirit. Well, you are invited, and Jesus has a personal invitation for you to his party in heaven. And the great thing is that you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to bring a gift. Just bring your humble, repentant selves yearning for his hope, joy, and peace. And just simply invite Jesus into your heart. Accept him. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of my blog, I, I, I put one of my new favorite songs, God So Loved the World, which tells the good news, tells the message. That's what it is. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, 
the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.